Hello. There you go. All right. Now, now we're in business. Oh, you sound so much better on this line. <laughs> I'm on an actual pro mic instead of a telephone. There you go. Yeah, I did. I noticed it sounds very dry and radio ready. Excellent. So, uh, as I think you know, this is a pre-record. So, uh, just so I can, yeah, mess <laughs> up and we can. <laughs> yeah. Um, just right. give you uh, just a quick uh, outline of the things I was thinking about here is I was going to ask you to just sort of describe the band, who's in it, and the history of it. Um, sure. Maybe a little bit of the work. Yeah, exactly. The, not, the, like the, not like the half an hour version. No, that. I'm thinking that like the whole hit might be 10 minutes, maybe 15. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, keep it short and sweet and to the point, get people excited for the show and, and uh, get on with our day. Um, sure. So, uh, yeah, the, the history of the band, including the origin story, um, your uh, all the different collaborations that you've had over the years and, and some of the, the highlights there, um, the difference between the uh, recordings, the albums, and the live show, because... Okay. Uh, having experienced both, I think there's some differences there. Um, and then your business interests, uh, in particular, the the Tipitinas thing. I'd love to hear yeah. hear you talk All about good. that a little bit. And then also mm-hmm. uh, associated with that, I know you got the record club now. Um, yeah, yeah, you got it all. Uh, give you a chance yeah. to talk about that a little bit, maybe drum that up. And, and yeah. I think you're releasing under your own label now as well. Uh, yeah, for our own personal galactic releases, yeah. That's cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, if we got – I think that ought to uh, sort of keep people busy and get them, get them peaked. And, <laughs> yeah. And then – You got – those are all the big points you got. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then talk about what's fresh, uh, you know, the, the, the latest release and, and uh, uh, who's going to be with you on tour this summer. Uh, I think you're touring with Jelly. Um, yeah. And so you can yeah. talk about her a little bit and, and what, totally. to ex- what to expect at the show. Sure. All sounds great. All right. So we'll take it from the top. All right. I am joined on the phone by Robert Mercurio, the bass player and one of the founding members of the band Galactic, who have been purveyors of fine New Orleans funk for almost 30 years now. So... Uh, they are coming to the Payomet Performing Arts Center in North Truro on Monday, July 10th, and you can find me in the front row leading the cheers for that event. Robert, thank you for spending the time with us today. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, so for people who are unfamiliar with your work, and as hard as it is for me to believe that there might be such people, uh, talk about talk about the band. Introduce yourself and and who's in yeah, the band and no, how'd you get here? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, we um, are a we we consider ourselves a New Orleans funk band. Uh, that might be a little a little broad. We do a lot of other stuff. From, you know, we've recorded hip hop records. You know, uh, we just did a, a song with a Cuban artist, Sima Funk. I mean, we just we have a very broad collaborative spirit about us but we started in 96 and um 
putting out, you know, kind of retro funk music for years uh, with our longtime singer, the house man who passed away. He was uh, about twice our age when we first started touring. He was kind of like an elder New Orleans uh, funk singer. And, um, and that put us in a, in a particular uh, situation where we needed to kind of figure out what we were going to do post his death. And um, we kind of took on the attitude that we were kind of like a band band and that we, in the ways of bands like Booker T and the MGs or the meters, that we could collaborate with people and write songs and record and tour with a variety of artists. So um, since about 2004, we started kind of taking on that path. And um, it, truthfully, I really think it's been one of the reasons that we've been doing it for so long because we always kind of get rejuvenated and refreshed and there's always new creative juices flowing because of this collaborative effort that we have. Um, so, you know, we've done uh you know records we did you know like a hip-hop focused album um and where we did you know we had this new orleans uh superstar juvenile on it we had ladybug mecca from thinkable planets we did a bunch of bay area rappers from boots riley to lyrics born um and gift of gab um and then right after that we did more like of a new orleans focused record called Yakame, and that had guests such as Alan Toussaint, Irma Thomas, uh, just Rebirth Brass Band. It, it was a, a very extensive list and very, uh, you know, we were very impressed with, with the people that we were able to collaborate with to the point where we uh, wrote a song with, with Irma Thomas that she currently performs, performs in her own set. So to us, that was a big tip of the hat no um, doubt no doubt you know for somebody that's been singing for so many years and has so many hits of her own to hear her perform one of ours that we wrote you know it's is it's pretty cool you know for for a young band like us um and so you know we've we've collaborated with macy gray you know we've toured with her um all over the world we, we wrote a song that's one of our most popular songs called into the deep. Um, and we've always kind of brought out different singers as well. You know, we've, we've toured with Cyril Neville from the Neville brothers. We've toured with Corey Glover from, uh, living color. Um, we've toured with Macy Gray, like I just mentioned. Um, we are currently touring with this amazing New Orleans artist, Angelica Jelly Joseph, who, um, is just a rising star in the city and she's just killing it every night. And we really kind of look for people who are pretty versatile because they kind of have to cover a broad amount of songs that are by different people or sung by different people and they make it their own, but you know, we have a, a pretty extensive catalog of, of songs that we've done. So uh, we've been touring with jelly for about, three or four years, two of those were pandemic years. They don't really count so much, but um, we've been, you know, extremely happy with her and, and she's just such a joy. And truthfully, like 
just one of the best stage presence that uh, I've ever experienced on, you know, to be on stage with somebody like her. So, yeah, it's been it's been really fun. We just, you know, wrapped up Jazz Fest here in New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, and it's just been, um, you know, we're just kind of on the slight rest for a minute here before we, we head out for the summer to go touring. So but, it- um, you know, we've been pretty much never taking a break um, outside of the pandemic. And it's all the original members are in the band from. That is truly, truly unbelievable that you've got the same basic crew for as long as you have. It's hard to maintain any relationship for that long. Never mind, you know, six or more people all working together uh, in in some pretty intense environments. That's an amazing credit to all of you. It is. it, when you look at it uh, that way, it really is. You know, I was talking with somebody the other night just about, you know, marriage and relationships. And, you know, he's like, I've been personally married for almost 20 years. And he's like, how, you know, how do you make it? How do you do it? And I was like, well, man, I've been like married to these, these guys for like 30, you know? <laughs> and like, and we, you know, you just, you, there's definitely been highs and lows and battles and fights. And, yeah. But that we have, um, been able to to work through it is um it, it is it's kind of one of those things when I put myself outside of the situation that I'm like wow it's really impressive and and you know I mean I think that that's that led us to <clears throat> becoming the owners of Tipitinas you know it was like where we wanted to take you know we knew that we had kind of this core communication between us that we knew we could get like if you look at it in like a board of directors or something, you know, that we, we know that we can get stuff done together as a group. And we know that we have a commitment to each other um, to the point where we took, you know, a dive into, uh, into owning like the storied iconic club of New Orleans, Tipitina. So uh, November, 2018, I believe um, is when we took over the club and um and that's been just another facet to our whole operation you know it's you know being on both sides of of the stage is pretty interesting you know we've played the club hundreds of times but um you know to to be the owners and people you know helping run it is is a whole nother so, yeah, but. talk about that for a second, because, you know, you mentioned some of the, the legends of New Orleans music that you've played with, and and you, the Galactic now is one of the leaders in, in the sense that uh, one of the most recognized names in the business, uh, you know, mm-hmm. bringing, you. bringing the culture. <laughs> well, and there's a lot of them, no doubt, right? I mean, uh, yeah. the, the list is, yeah. you, we could go on all day just name dropping. But between that, you know, your career in the band and then also owning Tipitina's, you've, you are now one of the leaders of the, the scene in New Orleans and bringing that culture yeah. out to people. It's, 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 it's pretty cool. You know I mean? I moved here as a 17 year old, um, just fell in love with the music scene. Um, me and the guitar player, Jeff, um, we both moved here at the same time and, and, you know, just immersed ourselves and, and loved the, the, the community and, and would go to see shows at Tipitina's all the time. And it was just like the club and to, to, I would never think that, you know, when I turned in, in my late forties that I would actually be like the owner of the club, let alone at that point, 
just even to play the club when I was 17, the idea of even to like be on that stage seemed like a dream. So, you know, there's been some achievements that are kind of um, heartwarming and humbling and just, just amazing to myself sometimes, you know. And, the, but then the, on the flip side, you're bringing in new sounds and younger people and some of these uh, uh, collaborations with hip-hop artists and uh, the, boun- oh, yeah. the bounce artists. Tell, if, for people that don't know, describe what bounce music is. Yeah, bounce music is very, like, indigenous music to New Orleans, and it's usually wrapped. It's, it's kind of like a, like a chant. It's, it's very Caribbean, kind of. It's kind of, it's not the most lyrical, um, but it's more just raw dance, um, kind of rap chanting. Yeah. And over, like, a specific kind of beat called the trigger beat, uh, and such artists, I mean, it's interesting because you hear it now in a lot of pop music, uh, Beyonce has a song that she did with, with one of the biggest stars, Big Frida, um, from New Orleans and like Beyonce's biggest song on her record is, is a, is a sample from this bounce song. So, you know, it's, it's made its way into the mainstream and we, on our Yakame album, we were one of the first people to kind of collaborate with big Frida and put, put her out there on the national uh, stage and we brought her out on tour and everything. So, um, yeah. And for the listeners, if they don't, if the listeners don't know big Frida, you you know, check it out. You go to Google and, 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 and find out about big Frida because that is a trip. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Frida's its, its own crazy, like success story. You know, she has her own, TV show about her on Fuse TV, um, and it was super successful. And uh, you know, it's 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 a crazy uh, ride. And it's her music is really entertaining. And um, I just saw her actually performing with the New Orleans LPO. So that was really <laughs> amazing to see like a bounce artist with an orchestra. You know, it was it was brought tears actually to everybody's eyes and it was like everybody was tearing up just because it was just so amazing and such a cool collab and truthfully like the collaborative um nature is is something very new orleans and always has been and it's really if you date back to the creation of traditional jazz it was about the collaborations of africans with the europeans and and bringing the african rhythms with the european melodies and instrumentation and so it's it's really like ingrained into what new orleans is that's great it's really phenomenal and and i love the the mutual support that everybody uh really shows and and um it's a great a great you spirit know, i do too <laughs> you know it <laughs> is it's 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 amazing like the city is about like it's about it's 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 what we really need more in this world. It's just like everybody about like kind of helping each other rise up, yeah. you know, not, not leaving people behind. And, and, and it's, 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 if it transcended more into the rest of our country, I think it would be <laughs> really beneficial. So uh, the, the radio station here, WOMR is a nonprofit, non-commercial community grassroots organization 
Uh, I am one of the staff members, but we have a hundred volunteers that make this thing go, and and so we are fully um, invested in this spirit of collaboration and mutual support and positivity and and uh, you know just getting culture and exploring different ideas, all of that stuff. Uh, We are yeah we are on the same page. Yeah, that's you know I think just we all could use a little more open-mindedness and and kind of i think collaborating with with people on projects or just all the above like you just mentioned you know i think it's it makes for a very healthy culture and that's what i feel like new orleans music culture is i mean we're like we all just play with each other and we all like yeah just see, you know see each other and Jeez. everybody sits in with each other and that was something that it really hit me when I first moved here nice. that, um, that, you know, I was a young person and I'd go see shows and maybe I'd meet a musician on the set break. And the next thing I'd know, they'd be like calling me up on stage to sit in, you know? And it was like, wow, this is like amazing, you know? And yeah. the elders are always trying to teach the younger generation and, and just keep the, um, the culture going and keep it healthy and, keep you know we have something really unique and we're all very prideful of it uh i i could talk to you all day i got a number of questions you mentioned the pandemic there's a huge pivot point there of course katrina was another huge pivot point i'm sure affected you seriously and um just quickly uh how do you think uh that your your town and your community have changed through those various major pivot points. Is it still as vibrant and welcoming today? Uh, you know, I know probably a lot of people moved away over the years uh, for a variety of reasons. So how, how has the, the scene changed over the years? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, Katrina definitely did have its, you know, we did lose a lot of, of people, Um a lot of, you know, people that generations of people that had lived here, um, you know, were forced to move to Houston or, you know, any other city that would kind of take people in and, um, and not all of them have moved back. And, and after Katrina, we did see a big influx of new people moving to town, um, bringing in, you know, maybe some different ideas from uh, like a New York or Brooklyn or something like that. So um, for good or for bad, it definitely changed the landscape of the city a bit. Um, And I I really think though that New Orleans handled the pandemic pretty well. And I think that because of Katrina, we, we already had had like this kind of moment of like, what the hell are we all going to do? What's going to go on? So it kind of gave us this, like, we, you just got to put your head down and power through and we're going to get through this. So we collectively had already had that feeling and knew that, that you can't give up and that it's, it's about, you know, the long term and just, you know, again, we can get through this together if we all, pitch in and we all do the right thing and your challenges were maybe even more than others because you know you're dependent on a live audience and people being in a room together and and you were relatively new business owners at that point as well so yeah we had only owned the club um you know tipitina's for about 
I think 14 months at that point, you know, and like the first few years of owning any business is, is tough. And, um, it, it was really very, very trying and, and, and painful. And, you know, we definitely had a lot of, of like, what the hell did we just do? (laughs) You know, we've all put our life savings into this thing. And, and there was a point where, you know, it really didn't look like live music was going to kind of ever come back or that it was, it was going to be forever changed. And, and we're on both sides of that because that's how we make our money as performers too. So, you know, not only club owners, but um, performers. So both of our jobs were kind of screwed. But, you know, again, we put our heads down, we, we pivoted, we, we um, started the Tipitina's record club, which was a, you know, we just tried to think of, of creative ways that we could still, do something in this music world that was within the laws of what you were allowed to do at that point. So we started the Tipitina's TV, which was, um, we started, you know, recording performances, like very high quality performances of bands playing on the stage. Um, you know, well mixed, well shot, we brought in a crane. We kind of turned Tipitina's into like a, a TV studio in a way. Yeah. And um, we started putting out, you know, just because it, we were seeing these, you know, kind of crappy iPhone recordings of people playing and, and glitches and stuff. And we thought, oh, maybe we could we could kind of find our spot here and, and put out like just a little better quality because we all know that was the only way to see music there for a while, live music. So, um, you know, we pivoted and we started Tipitina's TV. Um, we put together a uh, uh like a three and a half hour um kind of fundraising broadcast that was extremely successful the, the city and i mean the whole nation just really rallied behind keep, keeping tipitinas alive and and just so you know the listeners know tipitinas has been around since 1977 and we didn't start it we we kind of see ourselves more as like the stewards of this of this business you know like we don't at all claim to be like the creators of Tipitina's. We're just trying to keep it going and 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 keeping it strong and keeping it you and know as how, vibrant. As, how as involved it in the day to day are you? You making like uh, uh, decisions on shows? Uh, you work in the door? You know we <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, I mean, one, uh, it is funny. I did you know during the pandemic there was we had like a staff shorting shortage shortage like after we could kind of reopen, but it was still a little sketchy and there was one night where you know my gm's like oh we're, we're we're short you know staff and so the guitar player and i came in and, and we did security um but no we have <laughs> you know we have a we, we have a talent buyer who you know he might run stuff by us and and we have a you know a gm and we have you know operations people because you know when we're on tour we can't be there but but i'm you know i'm there very often we have weekly meetings and um, kind of more like big picture sure. uh, involvement, and um, but you know, I'm, I'm I kind of pretty much know everything that's going on. It's just that we have people that that run run it all for us. Sure, um, sure. You so know, not in there, happen to be in there, and then and then the other thing was the Tipitina's Record Club that we started, which um, you know, since this is a radio station and yep. music lovers, it's a very cool thing that. Um, 
that we kind of always wanted to do, but the pandemic really gave us the time to do it. So, you know, there's been a lot of shows that were recorded at Tipitina's. Um, it's really Ben, uh, the sax player, and I, uh, we curate basically this subscription-based um we call it like an album of the month club, even though it's every two months, you get the album. And it's, uh, we, you know, we kind of go through the vaults of, of recordings. We also, um, over the pandemic, spent a lot of time over at um, Quint Davis, the producer of the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival's house. He has kind of his own vault of recordings that he had made and had, you know, so we've just been, you know, listening and finding all this, all these rarities, and and our our uh, our idea is, you know, we want to put out six. We're going to put out six records a year. You know, two of them is our ideal is like two of them be kind of like live shows. Two of them be super rare reissues of of studio records, and and possibly even put out new material of records, which we are this year. So we're in our third year of doing it. Um, and like, we just put out a Dr. John for jazz fest just this last month. Our, our latest release is uh Dr. John solo piano show from, um, 84. And, um, we have, um, an Etta James live at Tipitina's from, you know, 80, uh, from 91. Um, our first release was, Professor Long here at home, recorded by Quint Davis himself, um, and I believe that was from the late 70s. Um, there's a James Booker solo piano from, I believe it's like 79. I mean, we we've we've definitely have found some really unique recordings that you can't find anywhere else. And then we've re- reissued some records that haven't ever been reissued. Um, Ernie Cato album that's just super funky. Um, we're about to reissue this Eddie Bow record that has it's an extremely rare album that sells for like three thousand dollars in in the black uh, you know on the on the open market. So um, you know we're just kind of it's just another fun business that we get to put out records and we have about three thousand subscribers, which is pretty amazing. So that's, uh, if listeners want to find it, that's Tipitina's Record Club. And I'm talking to Robert Mercurio, the bass player and founding member of the band Galactic, coming to the Payomet Performing Arts Center in North Truro on Monday, July 10th. Super looking forward to the show. Let's uh, bring it back to uh, the present and talk about your latest release and what people can expect to see from you uh, in the set this summer. Okay, yeah, we just put out a um, uh, an EP called Chompatulas, which is the the street that the Tipitinas is on is Chompatulas, and there's a uh, albino alligator at the uh, New Orleans Zoo called, and, they, and there the, the the alligator's name is Chompatulas. So we just kind of a nod to to that and our whole scene. Um, and again, it finds us collaborating with um, this from Glenn David Andrews, who's this amazing uh, vocalist from New Orleans, uh, Angelica Jelly Joseph's on it. <clears throat> we did a song with Sema Funk, this rising star from Cuba, who we just went down to Cuba and performed with in January. Um, we <clears throat> um, 
and um, this great South Florida rapper, Eric Biddens. So uh, again, very collaborative. There's a, there's a couple instrumentals on there too. We're also known to play with, with no singers as well. So, um, and you know, we're, we're out going to go out and do a bunch of uh, clubs and festivals this summer uh, performing some stuff from the new record, but we also always perform from, you know, we put out 10 plus records. So we have a a lot of tunes to pull from and, um, we just always try to bring joy and excitement and try to, you know, let people forget about their problems for, or help <laughs> them try to forget about their problems for 90 or so minutes, you know? And, yeah. and to me that, that's, uh, if we can do that, that's, uh, then we succeeded in doing what we're trying to do. Outstanding. Sounds good to me. I'm going to try and rally the crew and get a big house for you. And, oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. We would, we, we, we always play a little better if it's a big house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, uh, yeah, whatever. Again, I could talk to you all day. I, I'm super grateful for your generosity and spending the time with us. It's great to, to listen to you tell your story. And, and uh, I'm happy to report that there, there's a pretty good roster of New Orleans uh, talent coming through our neighborhood this summer. I'm also looking forward oh, to Oh, I love it. Uh, I love the Cape. You know, I used, to, I used to, to do go up there with my family. I grew up in D.C., so we used to go up there and vacation and um and it holds a special place in my heart and actually i biked one time from provincetown to boston mm-hmm. on a youth trip or something like that and that was really cool to be able to to stop into all the cities and and uh i believe we did it over like two weeks it was really cool so very I impressive really love the case. Yeah, well, we'll we'll try and do our best to to show you a good time while you're here, Robert Mercurio. Thank you very much for spending the time with me, and uh, have a great summer. Right on. Thank you. Hope to see you soon. All right. Peace. Bye bye. Holy shit! Shit!